Hello. Hey, hey, everybody. We are so excited to get started today. I am Jess. I am Shasta. And we are the Chicks in Charge, and we are joined here with Kaylee Filio, and we cannot wait to hear everything that she has to offer today. Hi, Kaylee. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great um, now that I've eaten some food. <laughs> so, same. 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 We, we, all were, same. we all were uh, scarfing none food came in here. That's what, yes. we were, what we were just talking about. <laughs> so what did you eat? You said an Uncrustable? I ate an Uncrustable and some Ruffles. Ooh, what, what, the, the plain or some sour cream? Cheddar. Cheddar and sour cream. Ooh, that's what it is. Not sour cream and onion. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I never oh. remember the chip flavors. The cheddar one is the best one, especially with peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sharing our video really quick, so give me a second. I'm uh, wanting to make sure because I forgot to invite a bunch of people that we still get our reach. Repost, repost. There we go. Ta-da. And I just found out that we're apparently broken down from Jess's Facebook. If yeah. you want to go share it real quick, too. Yeah, I'll go share it real quick. I don't know why we broke it. Uh-oh. Live. Click here to reconnect. That's okay. Try again. Okay, well. Oh, well, I'm not worried about it. Okay, we'll fix it afterwards. I don't know why it's broken, but we'll fix it later. So, welcome, everybody. Welcome, Kaylee. Would you like to give a little intro to our viewers today of who you are and what you're about? Yeah, um, so I'm the sales and marketing manager with Parts Edge. Um, so I also, I guess I go by part, the Parts Girl. A lot of people know me, <laughs> the Parts Girl. <laughs> and only. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, I'm a, I'm a wife, I'm a mom. And um, yeah, I'm just, I've been in the auto business for, I guess, about 10 years now. Wow. Where did you start in auto? I parts edge is really all I've ever known and worked for. I left them for about a year, almost two years, kind of. So I, I counted as 10 years, but I left for like a year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So can you give tell us a little bit about like what parts edge does? What, you know, what do you do with them? Um, give us a little bit of background there. Okay. Yeah. We're going right into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm in sales and marketing. So um, when I started with parts edge, I was in the, uh, customer support um, operations. So I really got to learn what we do for our parts managers and our clients. Um, and then when I came back to work for Parts Edge, I came into the sales role. And when I came into that role, I was like, you know, we also need marketing because we had no marketing. Um, and uh, so that's, that's, I kind of created my own role. because <laughs> like, awesome. Yeah. So what I do is a, a lot. I, I'm, you know, sales, so trying to get new business, <laughs> marketing, creating content, doing our blog, website. Um, I do have people that help me, um, but I'm the person that kind of just organizes and makes sure everything happens. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. awesome. Awesome. I love sales and marketing. It's such a too. fun world and you, you can do such endless things with it, especially if you work for a company that gives you a creative reign and they're not like limiting you on what you can do and they let you have fun with it. That uh -huh. there's so much that can be done. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what they did. Uh, they were the first couple of years. They were like, you know, a little bit hesitant. They're like, oh, I don't know, because they never had marketing before. Um, but once they like let me just do what I wanted to do, it it just kind of flowed and all came together. And that's what I like about marketing is it fulfills that creativeness that I really like, and then the sales fulfills that that um, where I get to talk to people and I get to help people. So it's like, I love being part of both. <laughs> right. So tell us a little bit about what uh, Parts Edge does. Uh, I'm going to rephrase that whole sentence. Um, tell us a little bit about what Parts Edge. 
I'm going to get there. I promise. What parts edge does for dealers and what solutions they offer to there dealers? Oh, okay. So that is a super uh, broad question <laughs> because we do a lot for different levels of parts managers. Um, so whenever I talk to a dealership, I always like to find out, okay, what's, what are your needs? What's going on with your operation? Where is your parts manager at? Is he, is he or she seasoned? Are they uh, brand new? They have had no training so that my, what we do is different, but I'll try and broad, broad it to save some time. Essentially, what we do is we're helping with data. So there's a lot of data involved in managing a parts inventory. Um, and the DMSs uh, do a, a great job um, housing all of that. But Parts Edge was designed to really help parts managers organize that data, understand the decisions that they're making and how they're impacting the inventory with those decisions. Mm -hmm. um, really just allowing them the tools to make better decisions rather than going with their gut, going with data. So Absolutely. there's a lot. <laughs> really just producing a better inventory for the, the dealership. Okay. So who would you say is the ideal client? Oh, um, that's a great question. So I would say, you know, any parts manager really, um, based on just the past few years, like the newer ones, they're ideal because they're just eager to learn. And they're like, not that the seasoned ones aren't, <laughs> um, they're just, they just don't have any, um, any support or, or knowledge. So that's, that's where, you know, it's exciting. And then when it comes to the seasoned parts managers, the excitement comes in where, they're like, where has this been all of their career? And they're realizing how much time and um, that it can save them and just looking at the data in this way, just, you know. So the ideal client is a parts manager. <laughs> there you go. Any awesome. of them. Yep. Any of them. <laughs> that's awesome. As long as you are open to help and, you know, being better and doing better, that's the ideal client. <laughs> awesome. I love that so much. So, so Kaylee, I know that you also have a podcast um, can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? How did that come to light? What made you decide to start your own podcast? Um, so it's been about a year. Uh, it's called the Parts Girl Podcast. <laughs> um, and I I started it because I was going on other people's podcasts. And um, I realized it was a really cool way to have conversations and have people tell their stories. And I wanted to do that for other people. So um, it kind of gets people out of their shell to really just open up and share their experiences because everyone has a story and experience to share. And I wanted to create a, a platform to do that easily. So it's been fun. That That is awesome. I and that. I love that you've branded yourself the parts girl, because I think that so many people in the industry, um, especially vendors, and um, as podcasts get more and more popular, that, um, you know, we've got fixed stops covered, we've got the vendor side covered, um, as far as um, marketing and a lot of other things, but um, parts and especially a female in parts mm -hmm. is not something that you see. And so I think that you are definitely a rare breed. Oh, our friend Sean oh, is here. Hi, hi Sean. I love um, so you're definitely a one of a kind breed. And I think that um, that is just, you are such a pillar to other young women out there, especially any of them that are in parts, even fixed ops, um, anybody who's just on that side at all service parts, um, and even in sales. I mean, any young women who's doing this, young woman, there we go. <laughs> Words are not my friend today. Um, okay. Any young woman who is doing this, um, at running a podcast, 
um, being in the industry and being a pillar to anybody else um, is so important. Just showing that you can get out there and you can do it. And you may, you know, you may face some negative people out there, but guess what? Yeah. Do it anyway. Who cares? Totally. And I, I have experienced some negativity or even people just kind of challenging me in a way rather than being more supportive. Um, and it's, you know, it's something that you go through. And uh, just so like everyone knows, too, I'm tip, I'm normally an introvert. I'm not really like person that goes out. Like the people that know me think I'm like loud and obnoxious, but the people that don't know me are like, you know, Kaylee's shy, doesn't really talk a lot. So you, that, don't let that hold you back, I guess is my point. Mm -hmm. What would you say is, um, has been your most, so this is a two-sided question, what has been the most rewarding experience you've had and what has been the most challenging experience you've ask, had? I was going to ask. Okay. Rewarding, I guess to I get talk about career rewarding because uh, rewarding in my life has been just becoming a mom. <laughs> That's been re very rewarding and challenging. But in my career, um, the most rewarding thing, I guess, recently is I was really just seeing everything come to fruition, like all the hard work and the the constant um, just no one knowing who Parts Edge is. Mm -hmm. is such a hard thing when you're in sales because they're like, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I don't know who Parts Edge is. But now it's like we're finally people are recognizing the name and they're like, oh, I'm curious, what is Parts Edge? So that's been super rewarding to see and um, just all all the hard work coming together. So it's been a lot of years <laughs> of just like, am I doing this right? Is it going to work? <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. And then uh, challenging. That was the other side of the question, mm -hmm. right? Oh, challenging. I would say the challenge is um, working on my confidence. Um, I think that I let my, um, I let that get in the way sometimes. When I know I know what I'm talking about, I kind of get in my head. I'm like, well, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Especially when someone challenges me. Um, it's just one of those things that it's constant. You have to work on your confidence. Some people are really, really naturally confident, I think, <laughs> but I, I have to work on it. <laughs> I'm like, like Shasta can go and talk in front of absolutely anybody. She can screw something up as we've seen, like her words will get stuck together or whatever. And like, she just comes, she just bounces back from it. And I'm like, I'm not coming back from that. I'm like, I'm just done. <laughs> like I give up. <laughs> so I, I get that because I've, I've been in that boat too. And I'm like, I have no idea how she, how she does what she does most of the time because she'll she'll go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a grown man when it comes to data and and bdc stuff and i'm sitting here like yeah i know the data says this but i mean is it right <laughs> like if I, if I say this am i gonna be wrong so i do that too i think some some of that's like imposter syndrome kaylee like, like for me i didn't come from a dealership background and I know that that was the same for you. You weren't born in a dealership. And with, with Shasta, she was. So she has all of that knowledge and all of that history behind her that sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, this girl, she blows my mind. Like, she's, yes. so my point being is that I, I feel you. I know exactly where you're coming from. But this one over here, she she doesn't, confidence is not her weak spot at it's, all. It's funny that you guys say that because I, I still have those times, too, where, like, I wonder, I mean, all the time, especially anytime we have struggles out there in the BDC and, you know, where, you know, we, we just can't seem to get the team to do what we need it to do or whatever. And I'm like, damn it. Like, am I in the right freaking 
position here? Am I in the right industry? Like, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Do I even know anything? Am I just making all this crap up? Did I like, did I just pull this stuff all yeah. out of my butt? It's imposter syndrome. It is. It's imposter. Yeah, it I totally mean, is. Because I, I feel like, um, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm always trying to learn more, but I mean, how do you, how do you know when you've learned? Yeah. Well, all there is to learn. Like you don't, I mean, you, don't, you never do. You never can. <laughs> I, think I think it's like, we feel like we have to, well, I'm talking for we, but I'm talking about me. Like, I feel like I want to be right. Mm -hmm. So when I'm sharing what I want to share, I'm like, I want to be right. But I, I think the whole point is when we're talking about things, no one's ever really right. It's just our experience that we're sharing and what we have seen worked. So if, even if it, the other person isn't seeing that it could work for them, it doesn't mean that we're wrong. It's just, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, and I think that um, something that the three of us have in common um, that is crazy because we had this exact same conversation with a member of our team yesterday um is the confidence automatically gets diminished and the imposter syndrome is automatically there because in sales um and when we're doing these jobs we're 95 percent of the time um when we're calling parts managers when we're calling service managers when we're calling general managers um still even with as much change as the industry's had 90 to 95 percent of the time we're still talking to men that are older than us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when that happens and they hear our voice on the phone, they automatically assume we don't know what we're talking about. And we know that. Mm -hmm. We know that going into it. No matter how much we know, we know what we're talking about. Right. We know going into it that they know or that they think they know. We don't know. Right. But that, they may not even think that. It's just us like. Exactly. Yeah, it's, no, it's, yeah it's 100% in our head. But, but so many of the times we we trick ourselves up or trip ourselves up thinking that and, and trick our minds into believing it that we stop ourselves yep yeah and it that's that diminishes our confidence we had a, a member of our team like literally have a mental breakdown yesterday over anxiety because she does um b2b calling and um she was like she's like it's so hard to to call service managers sometimes and call uh general managers and call and do this thing and sometimes I don't know that I know what I'm talking about. And they ask me more questions and I don't know. And we're like, okay, well, we'll teach you. Like, we'll teach you as much as we can. But guess what? They don't know you don't know. Yes. You, they they're probably know. not going to remember you. So you could call them in a couple of weeks and try again. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yes. Yep. And so it's all about just smiling while you dial. Because because your main job is, is to get them on the phone with the next person. Yep. I mean, it's with us anyways. Like, they're the the b2b stuff they're they're setting up demos for um companies like yours and stuff like that and so um you know they're setting up those calls for the next person who does know what they're talking about we're just you know we're the middleman and your job is to be that happy exciting voice that mm -hmm. makes them want to talk to the next right. person so it's okay if you don't know what you're talking about but either way don't let them know that they don't have to know no yeah. and i'm assuming their their job is to just get the the meeting scheduled yes. yep yep so Kaylee, you kind of touched on this um, earlier, but you mentioned how, how, you know, with your personal life, being a mom is the most rewarding thing that you've ever done. How do you, I know that you have a little girl right now and yeah. you are pregnant. Congratulations with your second yes. baby. That's super exciting. Tell us how you're balancing like that work-life balance, you know, how do you, and you work from home. So you're, you don't even work 
at the office or headquarters anywhere, you work from home. How do you balance that? I mean, I remember whenever I worked from home, it was crazy trying to balance my kids and my dogs barking and whatever else I had to do that was a distraction during the day. Um, how are you balancing everything? <laughs> are you? Well, <laughs> I don't really even know what balancing means because some days I feel like I don't do everything I want to do or that I think I need to do. Uh, but I, I have a lot of lists. So I have like my, I use Asana for my work stuff. I use my phone for my life list because, you know, I am working at home. So there is a benefit to manage the household of like, oh, I can start a load of laundry or I can put these dishes away real quick. And, you know, that's my break. But um, uh, luckily I had some help. So I didn't have my daughter with me um, she, for the first six months, I think it was. Once she started moving, I was like, okay, this isn't fair to her. I need to get some help and mm -hmm. focus on work. And so it was like baby steps of like more time. And now she's in daycare, uh, preschool um, a lot longer. And now I get to do it all over again. Um, <laughs> so um, I, think, I think my whole point is um, that uh, to be structured and plan your day, create list. And there are some days where I completely fail and I don't do anything in the household that I need to do. And I forget to pull out dinner and I don't even want to cook dinner. Yep. <laughs> um, but I get all my work done. <laughs> so, um, and, but, and then there's days too, where I'm like, okay, that didn't get done in my work, my work list. I can, it doesn't need to get done today. It can get done tomorrow. And do I really need to get this done today? That's what I think about. So, right. So we do something here, it's called a, a daily brain dump. brain dump. And every morning, um, the executive leadership team and our BDC managers write down their initial list. As soon as they get into the office, they're writing down their list of all of the things they have to do today. And they're prioritizing the very first five things. Um, mm -hmm. They have to prioritize them, like what's the most important? And then we put them in, are you familiar with Slack workspace? It's probably Slack. a lot of yeah. yeah. Yeah, we uh, work out of Slack and so then they put them put those brain dumps in the Slack channel um, for it. And then they mark them off throughout the day. They'll go through, put strike throughs through it as the day goes on. And this gives us a way to not micromanage them and still know what got done today. If I have a free hour, what can I pick up? Is there anything mm -hmm. that I can get off their plates and vice versa? Um, you know, Shasta puts hers in there. Um, we, most of our executive team puts theirs in there. Um, and it gives our managers the ability to see what does Shasta have on her plate today? What can I get off of Shasta's places? plate? Is there anything on there that I know how to do that I could do for her because I know that she's busy and vice versa. So it's a really cool um, thing that we do that Robin actually taught us. My brain dump is rocking the dealer no summer camp. Oh, I love that. Oh, with pay wow. organic social. I and I that. bet she did. I bet she did. I, yeah. <laughs> I really like that because um, I think it probably holds you guys all accountable too, right? Because yeah. other people are seeing it. And then, like you said, you can help each other out. Um, I really like that idea because I feel like I kind of do that like the night before I kind of plan out my day. <laughs> And then some days I'm like lazy and I'm like, okay, I'm only going to do what I want to do today, even though I should probably do this hard stuff. <laughs> so that's where the whole balance thing is like, it's okay because that day I couldn't give all, my all. I, I was too tired or whatever. My brain wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So when you're not momming and you're not doing the podcast and you're not working, what do you yeah. guys do? What do you do in your free time? Oh, um, 
what do we do? We well, we do a lot of off-roading because um, that's a lot. That's a big thing out here in Arizona. There's a lot of trails. I'm really close to Sedona, and there's a lot of rock crawling and really cool off-roading trails. There's a lot of hiking trails too, but um, we tend to do the off-roading ones because <laughs> they're a lot funner. We we do all the off-roading as well. We used to do all the off-roading and stuff too. We had a we had a jeep that we would go in and oh, then, I forgot about the jeep. Then we my husband flooded it and we and I had my third baby and we didn't do it anymore. <laughs> it was too too much. Yeah, too many cars to get back into it. It was a lot of fun. We always it was like every weekend. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, because um, I I would I would say that I grew up off-roading, but I didn't grow up grow up off-roading vehicles. It was more uh, four wheelers yep. and dirt bikes. Well, we didn't really do dirt bikes, but four wheelers and three, three wheelers. Um, and it was sand dunes. Cause I grew up in San Diego. So the sand dunes were like two, three hours away. And that's what I grew up doing. So this whole like rock and tough, like you have to think about where you're placing your tire kind of thing. <laughs> um, it's totally different, but it's a lot of fun, especially now that I have the Bronco. I'm going to give a shout out to the Bronco because the technology really makes me feel like I'm a professional. Oh. <laughs> I've you, heard they're really amazing. Do you yes. do you go off-roading in your brand new Bronco? Yes, I oh, do. No. Oh, it's no. so dirty right now, actually. <laughs> but they handle really well off-roading? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Because I to compare it, we have a Tundra TRD, which does really well. And then I have an old um, Forerunner um, that is got lockers, and it's prepared it's not just a stock forerunner right. um and the bronco just handles it i think too the cool part is the um camera so you can really see where you're placing your tires um because of the technology um and the modes that you can put it in so i like that oh, that's awesome what would you um what would you say is your biggest piece of advice for incoming young women to the automotive industry? Oh, I like that question. So that's a good question. I would say my biggest advice is to find a a, a network, start networking and getting to know a lot of people um, because that's how you're gonna feel really part of the industry. I think for so many years I I think it was before COVID where LinkedIn wasn't really a thing. Um, and I felt so disconnected unless I went to conferences. And then when you went to conferences, it was like, how do I really get to know people? I don't know anyone. <laughs> so I think since COVID, everyone got more active on LinkedIn and we all start connecting that way that now when I go to conferences, I'm like, I actually know people. I yeah. feel like I'm part of something. So that's what I would say is start networking, getting to know people. I think so too. I mean, I went to my first digital dealer two years ago, three years ago, two years ago. I think it was two years ago. And, um, but I already knew everybody because I had been so active on LinkedIn and it was like, I, nobody was a stranger to me. Yeah. And you would have thought that we had known each other in our personal lives forever. And mm -hmm. I had never met any of them face to face, but it was so awesome just to, to be embraced the way that I was and to be as welcomed as I was. And nobody asked any questions. Nobody looked at me as I was a stranger. It was just all hugs and, hey, how are you? How are you doing? How's life? How's the kids? And I'm like, wow, these people know everything about me. It was just crazy. It was, it was awesome. And it was such a family and I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you also do have to put yourself out there like oh, you guys. Yeah, you, you, well, you can't expect to do that and not. I mean, that's how everybody knew who I was already was because I was on social during COVID. Exactly. Well, and I'll so tell you too that it, it, it comes at a price um, because you do have that um, that 
I don't know that I want to say lack of privacy, but the um, it becomes a choice at that point. So we had a situation where um, my husband and I found out that um, I hate to say the word stalker because it's not like some guy was like standing outside my windows. I had somebody who I had blocked on social media who chose to um, still choose to find another way to watch my social media because it was public. But I kept it public because of the business we run, the podcast and all of that stuff, because we live stream everything and we keep it public for everybody who may not be already connected with us so that they can see it if it gets shared. And so I had to make a choice at one point as to whether I was going to shut down my entire feed or like how I could go about further keeping this person out of my life because I didn't want them seeing everything I was doing. Like it involved the kids, it involved my husband. And I'm like, I, yeah. I'm like super violated here. And so it, it comes at a cost to then be the personalities that we are mm -hmm. because then it's, um, you know, it's something that you can't, you can't necessarily take back at any point. Right. No. And I, I've struggled with that too. Cause, um, I recently started accepting people in the auto business on my Facebook, but I'm trying my best to keep it to people that I only know. Um, just, that's my, I, that's the way I want to do it. It's not the way that you have to do it. It's just, I wanted to keep, cause my, I'm not really active on Facebook. I don't really post what I post on LinkedIn. I post my family. I post like really not personal things, but like just what we're doing for fun. Whereas LinkedIn, I'm a little bit more tactful and I, I write out my posts and I'm like really expressing what I'm thinking or I don't do that on Facebook. Cause I have a lot of family members and I'm like, they don't need to hear about my work stuff. Right. right. <laughs> Which I think we're live on Facebook and I'm like, Oh boy, that family people are probably seeing this. <laughs> so, what? That's not a bad thing. I mean, I've got, I know that both of us have family stuff and, yeah. and they've hopped in and supported us. I think that, you know, family loves the opportunity to support when, uh, yeah. when we give it to them. And, you know, I, I always um, struggled. I told Jess that um, whenever, before I, I accidentally transitioned my Facebook to, from a profile to a creator or professional account or whatever I did to it, um, that when I was inviting every single Facebook friend that I had um, to the events to watch the live stream, I was like, sometimes I'm guilty or I feel guilty because I, I know that there's people I'm inviting to watch the live stream that I know aren't interested. Like they're not people in automotive. They're not people that are professionally right. connected with me. They're like maybe I, people I went to high school with or um, Chris's family members or whatever else. And I'm like, sucks to suck. You're don't don't accept anyway. the invite yeah. or, or invite me. That's, those are your choices. Because the majority yeah, of our pages are automotive. I mean, mm -hmm. we have our select few family and friends on there, but yeah. the majority of it is all automotive. So there's no point in going through and yeah, trying to figure out who's who. No. Yeah. You just have to make that decision and then just go with it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which I, I came to LinkedIn so late in the game that I'm still <laughs> forcing myself sometimes to learn how to properly use it. Um, and it is a struggle sometimes like trying to figure out the, um, what's the word like the, you know, how to do it, when to do it and, um, what to post, I guess. Or is, what not to post. Yeah. What not to post yeah. all that stuff. And so, um, you know, who to interact with, but there's so much dang spam on LinkedIn. Gosh, dang it. Like, oh, so yeah. I'm so proud of myself. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot of spam on both. I think, yeah. uh, what, what I have found 
because I was like, okay, if I'm going to make one work, I got to just focus on one. So I focused on LinkedIn because I'm like, I feel like that's where a lot of like the professionals are hanging out. Not that there's not professionals on Facebook. I just wanted to draw that line. Um, and then I think that I forgot where I was going with it. Shoot. It's like the pregnancy brain. <laughs> it's gone. My thought is gone. <laughs> I, I have that without pregnancy. So I, I feel you. Same. I think, I don't know. I think with LinkedIn, I just, um, that's the thing. I didn't, I was less focused on like what not to do and what, and what time to post. And I just was like, I'm just going to be myself and I'm just going to just post as long as I'm not posting pictures of food. Yeah. I think people are happy. <laughs> they may even be happy with pictures. of yeah. food. You never know. I, well, I think Sean does food and he does it in a, a nice, like, you know, he talks about his conversation with his mom, mm -hmm. whereas people post like, this is what I ate for lunch and no one, I don't think no anyone likes oh, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, probably. See, like I'd probably post like some craft mac and cheese and then people be like, what, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> well, you might have a good story about craft mac and cheese though. So there, there's got to be a story. It can't be just like, this is what I ate. I don't think so. I mean, if I thought really hard about it, I might, but I mean, I, 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 I'm such a lazy cook that I will find anything in my house to put together for dinner that makes no sense whatsoever. And I've used Kraft Mac and Cheese to um, sculpt a meal. Um, it's called prison food. Right? With, oh, okay. <laughs> um, with, yeah. you're, gonna, okay. you're probably gonna be surprised by this, or at least I was, because I just found two things in the house that I don't think went together, but I made them go together. Um, ground beef, manwich, Kraft Mac and Cheese. All, all What's manwich again? Like Sloppy Joe mix. Oh, see, so, that's like, that's like a hamburger helper. You just made yeah, a hamburger yeah. helper. Yeah. yeah. So we call it manwich mac and cheese and we love, it. love it. It's easy and delicious. Hmm. Maybe someone will get a recipe off in. Yeah. There you go. Manwich <laughs> mac and cheese. Compliment. Now we're talking about recipe. Next up, we're going to have a cooking edition. Yeah. <laughs> but you, I promise you don't want recipes for me. Do any of us like cooking? I, you I know. don't cook. She cooks. Oh, okay. She's fucking freaking super mom we almost had our first cuss on the episode <laughs> she's freaking super mom though like she can she can leave here after working a full freaking day and go home and and cook a full meal clean her whole house like sweet mom do the whole thing bathe all the kids get them in bed wake up at four o'clock in the morning do her hair do her makeup i'm just impressed that she thinks that this is actually what happens you say you do these things <laughs> not every day well you do it more than day. one day a month they like i, I do. do that's true See, my, my husband and I, like, we split the things. Like, I do the laundry. He he cooks the meals because he gets home at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And so he has plenty of time to relax before he cooks a meal. And I generally work until 7 o'clock at night. So they should be eating before yeah. I get home. So Even though I work at home, I have a hard time starting dinner. Like, I don't know. Because, well, I'm going through a really hard time right now because I don't even know what I want to eat. And I don't want to decide what they want to eat. And then my toddler just wants mac and cheese yep. so i'm like just eat the mac and cheese i don't even know what i want at least your toddler will eat the mac part mine just wants parmesan cheese all the time oh no she puts a pound of parmesan cheese on the mac and cheese it's not <laughs> how funny it's the salt or the sodium and something yeah. parmesan that's just like <sighs> i know she just like licks it and drinks it I, I have this phen phenomenal video of her daughter that after they had pizza one night, she went up to all the empty Parmesan packets that were left on the on the table from oh her gosh. sisters, and she would uh -oh. take them and, and try to dump them in her mouth, and then take them and try to dump them in her mouth, like one after the other, 
Like she's that addicted to Parmesan. It's and I'm bad. like, that's my spirit animal right there. It's so bad. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if that's like a toddler. How old is she? Is she four? She's six, six now. This has been oh, going on since she was like three. <laughs> Oh my gosh. She used to just dump it on a plate and lick it. She did. Yeah. That's what my daughter does too. So it must be like a kid thing. I or maybe they're. So yeah. her thing used to be where she would take it and then hide underneath the kitchen table with it. And then nobody would know where she was until we're like, Kinley, where are you? And we would find her with this big box or big tub of peanut butter or big tub of Parmesan cheese. And she's just downing it. And I'm like, this kid is going to be the death of me. That's going to be so bad. I used to do that. I don't even know if I want to share it. Um, <laughs> now you have to go for it. <laughs> uh, they used to, they can't, they couldn't leave the butter on the table when I was a kid. I used to like eat butter. Oh gosh. Oh, interesting. So disgusting. <laughs> salted or unsalted? I think my mom would buy salted. So. Okay. I could get that. I don't, I don't like unsalted, but I like salted no. butter. No, but I do know the piece of the clip that we're, we're going to clip out for Kaylee for, <laughs> for promotional purposes. <laughs> I love butter. <laughs> I don't really love butter. I mean, like now when I use it, I use a normal amount. <laughs> I'm trying to think. So I everyone really knows. I have, I mean, like when I was a kid, my mom took me to the doctor because I ate an unhealthy amount of spaghetti. Like that was all I would eat. All, all I would eat was spaghetti. But that's, I've been a picky eater. Oh, I eat as pasta in Chinese now. Yeah. Well, in spaghetti, you get protein. You got some mm -hmm. vegetables. So I think that's a good meal. Yeah, but I've been a picky eater like my whole life. Like I won't eat any fruits or vegetables now still. So that's the only yeah. way I'll eat them is if they're blended up in pasta sauce. <laughs> okay. Yep. All right, Kaylee. Well, we really appreciated you coming on the show. I know we got a little bit off track there, but it's all it's all in fun. It's all good fun. And um, I'm I just love watching you grow. I love yes. watching you evolve and come into the industry and everything that you have to offer is amazing. Um, keep going with the podcast. I think that is phenomenal. We love we love watching you. It's very entertaining. Um, so where can people find you at if they have questions? Where can they reach you? Um, LinkedIn is pretty much if you're on there, Facebook, uh, it, but if I don't know you, I probably won't accept your request. <laughs> um, but yeah, you could go to partsedge.com. Um, my calendar's on there. My information's on there. Um, just, you know, connect with me. Um, I don't know if I should like give out my phone number or email, but we can include that later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can put all of that in the link whenever we repost this later on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I uh, definitely recommend connecting with her on LinkedIn um, if you want to connect at all, because um, if you send her a friend request on Facebook, it does not sound like she will add you. So LinkedIn <laughs> is the way to go or the Parts Edge website. Love yeah. it. Thank you. All right, Kaylee, thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. We appreciate you. And as always, let's go ahead and wrap it up in a world where you can be anything, be kind, because you never know what battles somebody else may be facing this week. So when you go out into the world this week, remember to light it up. We have been the Chicks in Charge. Thanks so much for watching, guys. Have a great week. Bye. 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 This one? Mm -mm.